Welcome back, Slay Nation, to a new season of the So She Slays podcast. I am so excited to bring you all the knowledge and all interviews this season. And to kick it off right, we are with Spicy Mary next. She is a relationship coach and magnetic matchmaker. And we are here to talk about all things relationships, all right? Not just romantic and familial and platonic, but even relationship with yourself and what that should look like all across the board. We even discuss why it is why we're all so freaking afraid of being vulnerable when it's probably the most strongest thing that you can be. Now, we all know, too, that you can't be vulnerable with everybody. So we also talk about the qualifications and how to tell the difference between someone you can and cannot be vulnerable with. All that and more in the next episode. Hey, Slay Nation. Welcome back to another season. Oh, my gosh of the So She Slays podcast. And I am so excited for our next guest. We've had her on the podcast before. She is not new to the So She Slays crowd. We have Spicy Mary here. She is a relationship coach and magnetic matchmaker. Like if that is not a freaking title, I don't even know what is a magnetic matchmaker i feel like we should have like lights and sparkles and all of this (laughs) i will take it give me all the fireworks (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so excited to have you on it's february in 2023 Mm. holy geez um i'm excited to talk to you because i feel like you're very realistic when it comes to relationships, when it comes to love and all of that stuff. And I feel like you're a wealth of knowledge. So before I dive in to today's, you know, discussion with you, go ahead and just kind of give us a little bit more about you. Okay. Love it. Um, Talk about myself, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yes, I am, hi guys, Spicy Mari, relationship expert, magnetic matchmaker, founder of the Spicy Life relationship consulting firm. I have been doing this my entire life. At a young age, I had the gift of connection and set my mom up. Uh, When I was like five years old, I knew that I wanted a dad and I made it my mission to find one so much that she had three husbands (laughs) because of me. Um, So I had a gift for this, but then went on to make sure that uh, I had the education and was able to give tools. So um, mother highly encouraged me to uh, go to school. I have a a BA in communication from UC Berkeley. Um, Also went to Spelman for women's studies and then a master's in communication from USC. I'm Alpha Kappa Alpha. I am black and Mexican and um, love what I do, have always hosted uh, either a radio show on um, from KJLH to iHeart and giving spicy tips and relationship advice to now my own podcast, The Spicy Life, where I give uh, information and free tools so that if you maybe aren't ready to sign up for my services and my uh, coaching program, you can at least get some information um, to feed your soul and your spirit while you are either on the hunt for love or trying to heal from love. Oh my gosh. Okay, perfect. Nice little little nutshell of of information right there. (laughs) Um, Today's topic, we're going to talk about, you know, hmm, Valentine's Day is coming up and some people be feeling some ways about it. Yes. Either single or in relationship. I've always had, you know, a meh relationship with that day Um, because I don't feel like it should just be sent down to one day. So we're Mm going to talk about today what your relationship should look like with yourself Mm -hmm. if you are single or even if you are in a relationship and then what your relationship should look like when you are with somebody. Um, 
is, I mean, I, I kind of always thought that to each their own, right? Like every relationship is different. Like, is there a one size fit all type of formula? <laughs> like, am I missing something? Okay. So, you, you know, I have methods for this exact question, right? Like what is the, you know, method to the madness of a healthy relationship? But then to your point, yes, you create and construct the type of relationship that you want, but based on your beliefs, based on your core values, based on your boundaries, based on your non-negotiables or deal breakers, you construct the relationship that you want with a compatible party who agrees to those same guidelines. I say all that to say though, that in order to have a healthy relationship, a lot of us did not come from a two-parent home where our parents were madly in love with each other and showed us this is how you enter into a healthy relationship. Mirror our behavior and you guys will get it 100% right. Majority of us did, did not have that. So we have all learned what relationship looks like by either looking at their toxic ways or their unhealthy ways and then throwing darts at you know a board trying to figure it out and then playing those out in relationship. And so really our biggest teacher has been not just family, but also the relationships that we've been in. So we've been kind of just like, trained through previous relationships. And if your person didn't have the tools that you were in a relationship with, more than likely, you don't necessarily have what you need right now. So it's why my company exists. It's why I'm in the business. My purpose is to restore the family unit. My mission in life is to help restore the family unit, but my purpose is ultimately to help you connect with your purpose mate and retain the relationship with your purpose mate. Okay. So it's important that we know our purpose um, for starters, but also that the person who we are with is purpose-driven so that they can help us fulfill our purpose. The five spicy tools that you will use and the five things that I teach that you need to have for a healthy relationship begins with self, that's the S, P is passion, I is intimacy, C is communication, and the Y is learning to say yes, okay? Mm. So you, you said relationship with self, like that's where we're gonna start. That is usually we were the unclearest. You would think that we should know ourselves better than anybody, but oftentimes the way that our self is formed is in response to other people. So okay. if we have bad experiences with folks, or um, if we are told that we are not enough or that we are too much, we start to formulate our opinion about ourselves around that perspective, right? Yes, so absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so who we believe ourselves to be is very important, but for you to have a healthy relationship, you need to know the basics of who you are, what you want, and what you have to offer. And that's where the confidence comes from. Mm -hmm. And majority of the time, we don't really know who we are, what we want, and what we have to offer. We base that off of what other people told us and what they've accepted and rejected. Mm -hmm. Outside reinforcements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So we need the self-awareness. Um, we need the self-regulation. We need the emotional intelligence. Uh, we need the self-love and we need to know and operate from a high level of self-worth. All of that is within self. Okay. So then that has to, I have to ask then though, because like, yes, that sounds terrific in, in my head as <laughs> like in theory, it sounds <laughs> wonderful in theory. Um, but I'm going to tell you too, like as someone who has like been in the dating realm and all that kind of stuff, like it is so hard to even find somebody with like the S let alone see okay. in the eye and all of that stuff. Okay. Is that a fact or is that a belief? 
Um, I would say in my experience, um, that it's been that way, uh, as far as the people that I'm running into. Okay. Uh, and, and who you're the, colliding into. Who I'm colliding into. And, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I would say as, as, you know, someone who's in their thirties dating mm-hmm. and who is career driven, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, and maybe you've heard this too. A lot of times, um, you'll get the guys that'll say, I want like a strong, independent, ambitious woman, but not know what exactly that means. Mm. And I'm not always available when you're available. Mm-hmm. I can make time. We can totally make time, but yeah. you're not the center of my universe. You're a part of it. And that's a, that is a thing that is very hard to comprehend. Mm-hmm. So what, think, what's your spin on that? <laughs> well, I think that what you're experiencing is also um, experience on both ends of the spectrum. I think that mm-hmm. while you're saying that men um, lack an understanding when it comes to an ambitious, you know, career-driven woman, um, women also say, I want a very successful man, you know, with this amazing resume who, you know, does very well for himself and, um, you know, uh, does this, this, and this, you know, they, they want a certain pedigree, but then to be with a man like that requires a certain level of understanding, a certain level of patience, a certain level of, um, uh, commitment that you then have to, you know, self-regulate a lot. And it's the same for what, you know, you just said, a man has to have a huge amount of understanding, but I think that with any relationship or when you're out there in the dating pool, you do want to make sure that you have the same intentions as someone. And in order to actually be compatible, you have to share intentions. You have to have uh, shared activities, similar interests, um, have amazing communication, and then also be at the same time in your lives as lives. And that's where the intent comes from, right? So like, are you dating these men to just become better at dating? Or are you dating these men so that you can actually make your next step along the path to marriage. What is your intention mm-hmm. with dating? Because you want to have the same intention with someone. If he's just looking to, you know, um, let his hair down just like you are, and then you know, fine, you guys can have these crazy busy schedules. But if you're looking to actually like merge your lives and really build true deep connections and intimacy, there will have to be some energy management on both of your guys's ends of what you prioritize and what you make time for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then then let's go ahead and let's dissect what we already kind of talked about, like relationship with self and what that what what that should look like, the things mm-hmm. that you should be aware of, right? Um, what about when it comes to then applying that stuff either within dating or within an actual relationship? And like what are the things that we should be looking for? Or even like what what should that look like, right? So I can do a blend even of your last question plus this question, right? Because I think that um, understanding uh, self and like who you are and what you want and what you have to offer is extremely important. But then you also mentioned, which I think is really important, like loving what you do and, you know, being proud of being ambitious and, you know, loving the career or even the dream that you're aspiring to. When you are making strides and hitting certain milestones in your life, you're able to operate from a higher vibration. You're able to be happy with self and look at self and say, you know what? 
success is not making maybe a million dollars next year, but success for me is, you know, hitting these five, you know, bullet points on my list of like to do things to get to that next step. When you're happy with what you've been doing and how you've been pouring into yourself, you're then able to allow yourself to be happy for someone else doing that. So mm-hmm. then he comes along and he's just as ambitious and career oriented and you are capable of celebrating self, but also celebrating him. And mm-hmm. oftentimes where we get trumped is we want to celebrate self, but we don't make time to celebrate the other person. And so being able to be happy for self and also make room for your heart to be full with someone else's accomplishments um, and the things that are important to them, you have to learn very early on how to multitask, how to juggle, how to juggle your happiness, but then also uh, being responsible for a part of somebody else's happiness. And what I mean by that is like, you're responsible for your love cup, okay? But when you decide that you're going to merge, you decide that you're going to date someone or you're, de- you're going to decide that you're going to allow someone to make you feel things, they then have to be accountable to how they make you feel. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we don't get into a relationship because we don't want to be accountable for how we make someone else feel. And when we don't make them feel good, we don't like the way that that makes us feel. So we retreat. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you kind of, I want you to explain that and dive into that just a little bit more because- okay. In a, in a sense, it almost sounds like self-sabotage. <laughs> okay. So um, let's look at self as uh, ego or self-image, okay? Who I believe myself to be. So I don't want to use ego as a negative. I want to actually use it as just self-image. We're going to call it ego self-image. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm Spicy Mahdi and I'm a relationship expert and I believe myself to be an incredible coach. I believe myself to be Um, an incredible mom and wife, all right? But say I'm in relationship with someone or I'm dating someone who tells me the opposite of that, who tells me like, you know, you're not that good at what you do. And, you know, you could be a better mom. You're a mediocre mom and a mediocre wife. I can either in that moment decide that I believe what they're saying or this goes against my self-image and who I believe myself to be. So therefore you are crazy. I am not you're the crazy one. And therefore I don't like your perspective. And so, because I don't like the way that you make me feel and that you don't really see my light and you don't see me for me, I am disgusted by you or I, uh, for some reason don't like you. And it's because what you're saying about me doesn't match my self image. It doesn't, it doesn't fit into my ego. And we trip ourselves up when we're dating because we're not giving enough affirmations. We're giving compliments, but maybe not affirmations. A compliment is like, girl, your hair looks, you know, fly uh-huh. today, okay? An affirmation would be, um, I believe you to be a beautiful speaker that is able to move people on this podcast, okay? That affirms who you believe yourself to be. Mm. So you then buy into the things that I say and you start to trust spicy because I see you for you and I see you for your gifts and your talents. And we don't do that enough when we're dating. We don't make the person feel like we see them for who they are. We don't make them feel seen. Mm. We keep it very superficial because we're afraid of intimacy. The I and spicy. I literally was <laughs> just about to say that. I think um, you kind of just hit the nail on the head because there are I think in my life, like I'm lucky enough to have very amazing people in my life, but there are maybe a handful of people out of all of these amazing people that are comfortable with giving that sort of affirmation or Mm -hmm. even saying those words. Yeah. Why are we so deathly like afraid 
of intimacy. Um, and intimacy doesn't necessarily mean sex or right. with a romantic partner, right? You know, family, friends, whatever's. Um, why is it that we're so afraid of it? So let me give you a little bit. I'm going to back up a little bit, give you clarity around intimacy. Because there's there's um, different types. There's different forms of intimacy that we can volunteer in relationship and that we allow to be fulfilled through different types of relationship. So there's emotional intimacy. There's uh, spiritual intimacy, recreational intimacy, financial intimacy, uh, physical intimacy, and intellectual intimacy. All of these, right, um, are intimacies that are very important to have our cup filled up with, okay? And when we speak about intimacy, it's really about um, you sharing and being vulnerable and allowing someone else to feel safe and feel vulnerable as well. Majority of us either don't like sharing or maybe we think we're a great sharer, but the harder part is making someone else feel safe to share. Mm. So whether you're a sharer or you're not, it's still the hardest part to make somebody else feel safe to share. And usually we cut the other person off from sharing when we don't share. So if we don't give vulnerability, they're less likely to mirror that. And the person who is actually the most vulnerable is the person who has the power in the room because they're the ones navigating how other people feel. Absolutely. Okay. So this kind of goes to something that I always tell my friends too. Like I used to be, and I don't know if maybe... Maybe you have either A, ran into somebody or plenty of people, I'm sure, um, that express the same type of quality or maybe you have in yourself. I've always been the strong one, right? So you have that that wall up, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's not something that people have not heard, right? You always have that strong person or several strong people, right, mm -hmm. that are afraid of vulnerability. And um, I've done work in myself to not be afraid of vulnerability or to recognize when that is a trigger and being like, Hey, just lean in. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're not going to die. Um, but what I always say is exactly what you said. The strongest person, the bravest thing that you can ever do mm -hmm. is be vulnerable. It is the one thing everybody is running away from. Yep. And if you are vulnerable, like, you hold the power. Yep. You but are we, the strongest one. We stop ourselves from vulnerability though. Cause what you're saying is like so important. It, it's, it's right on, it's dead on. But the reason why we're cutting ourselves off from that is because what's that thing we said earlier, self-image. Mm -hmm. So if I share with you and I let you into personal stories about me or give you um, certain information that you might judge me off of, you may not accept me. And us as humans, our biggest fear is rejection. Mm -hmm. So if you don't accept me, that goes against who I believe myself to be. And rather than give you an opportunity to reject me, I'm going to opt out. I'm not going to give you that because I don't want to allow a space for that to even exist where you tell me no, or you tell me you don't like me, or you judge me off of it, or I look thirsty. So I would rather just keep this relationship superficial because that's safer. And I don't have to experience the hurt of rejection is absolutely and it's one of those things too where you know we always say be vulnerable but I always preface that statement with um being vulnerable with the right people mm -hmm. and knowing who those people are so yeah. I'm sure you've had to address this question like how do I know the right people to be vulnerable with <laughs> I mean how do you know okay so this is a really really good question um you 
have to gauge this barometer by you taking the initiative and being vulnerable first. And what you do is you test for their vulnerability, okay? And the way that you do that is what I like to call uh, giving fish and broccoli. So I'm going to give you a soft vulnerability, okay? Um, and I use this example often. I've spoken about it um, before. So it's uh, I'm going to give you a soft vulnerability. I, I I met my father at 12 when he passed away at 13, you know, at 13. And that was, you know, a, a hard moment for me. Um, but I did a lot of uh, work around that so that I could heal and become, you know, the best version of myself and not repeat um, any abandonment issues, you know, for my child or whatever. That's just, that's soft, okay? That's fish and broccoli. Steak and potatoes would be, um, my father was locked up for all 12 years, which is why I didn't know him. <laughs> he abandoned me also at a very young age and then went to jail. And um, he, uh, while in jail, got sick. And um, when he got out of jail, uh, wound up dying of pneumonia because his immune system was low. like, that is steak and potatoes. And while all that is true, I'm being vulnerable with you guys. While all that is true, that is way too much to give someone initially okay yes a, a friend a lover a teacher I don't care who it is that's way too much to give so you don't give steak and potato until you see if the person could handle fish and broccoli and so when you give fish and broccoli the next step is not just asking if they've ever experienced a loss or if you've ever experienced a moment like that or if you've ever um you know how did you handle you know a hardship maybe in your life you see if they give it back to you if I give you fish and broccoli will you give me fish and broccoli back if they don't, then they may not be comfortable with you or emotionally available to you. It may not mean that they're not emotionally available. They just may not want to be emotionally available to you. Mm. So you measure for it by if I dish it to you, will you serve me back? If you don't serve me back, then I'm not going to continue feeding you because I'm not safe with you if I continue feeding you. But I was vulnerable first to make you feel safe. And that didn't work. So Maybe I'll try one more time because you're really cute and I really like your resume and, you know, I, I like listening to you speak and, you know, you, you seem to be a good person. So maybe I'm going to try again. But after two or three attempts, if the person is like, sorry, I'm not giving you anything, then we don't continue to be vulnerable and we definitely don't give them that steak and potatoes until they've shown us that they can handle fish and broccoli. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's like a, um, well, you're earning in a sense, trust. Yeah. Um, and I've always done, I don't know if you've heard this metaphor before, but it's like the marble jar, right. Where it's like, you know, you give like a, it, it is kind of like a, um, mm -hmm. you know, steak, potatoes, fish and broccoli kind of thing. But for me, I, I've learned it as like a, a marble jar, right. Where it's like this jar contains and, and all your marbles that you've invested in a person. And it's just like yeah, a yeah. little nugget here. Okay, cool. All right. We did okay with that. And a little nugget here. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. All right. All right. We're moving. We're moving. Exactly. Um, and when we don't dump it all on a person or give all of our marbles up. And that's a huge mistake that we make. And then we wonder, like, gosh, did I do something wrong? Like, I just revealed this. I can't believe they didn't handle that right, you know, or make me feel better about that. And sometimes people can't handle necessarily what you're dishing. So you do want to, you know, pay attention and observe you know, how they speak about their own selves and do they ask you questions back? So, mm -hmm. and that, that's really how you create a safe space. Exactly. And I, I always tell people too, because I have learned this firsthand, um, 
you know, in, in the bro fish and broccoli that you do share, that like you said before, their response back to you or their mm -hmm. lack of response should tell you everything about where they are in their mm -hmm. life or their mental um, or their emotional intelligence um, and how they respond to that. Because, um, you know, just, you know, I, ha I was on a date and I had done a little uh, fish and broccoli <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I had been in an abusive relationship prior and it was, you know, I'd like you done my work healed, mm -hmm. you know, we grew, uh, I have that we're, we're good. Um, but in sharing that his reaction and lack of empathy and compassion, mm -hmm. um, because that person who I was in relationship is totally different person now, definitely did their work. They're mm -hmm. brand, they're like a brand new person. And even though at that moment in time, I was the unfortunate one to be on the receiving end mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. He is no longer that person. And mm -hmm. so, although I, we are not besties by any means, <laughs> um, I do have empathy and compassion for him because unfortunately, like that was a, a rough time in life and he has grown from it. So great, mm -hmm. you know, but in sharing that, perspective yeah. in sharing that story it was a quick wall down it mm -hmm. was a quick how could you that I could never and right then and there you're like wow he can't like I'm on the receiving end of this and if I yeah. can why can't you yeah that was yeah huge red flag right there um but sometimes like shame could creep in or you could start to get, you know, self-conscious about what you shared. And then you, you know, try even harder with the person when all the meanwhile, they're just not a place in their life right now where they can handle being intimate with you, right? Or creating even a safe space for you to be vulnerable and open up with them. And you have to clock that. You kind of have to say, okay, you're not maybe there and you don't want to go there with me and that's okay. It's not necessarily me and what I'm bringing to the table. There will be somebody else, but I have to move along and get through those numbers and open up these other doors. I can't get stuck behind door number two because you're not, not where I'm at. Yes, absolutely. And that kind of brings me to this way of thinking, right? Where, you know, a lot of times, um, I would say men and women, when you get into your thirties, I think there's a little bit more uh, pressure or mm -hmm. you're starting to see other people in your life, move on, find people and all this kind of stuff. So there is this kind of pressure that comes in where you're just like, is it me? You know what I mean? It's like that mm -hmm. train of thought. I'm sure people have come to you and been like, is it me? <laughs> well, and, and sometimes it is. I'm not even going to say all of us are perfect and, and perfection should even be even something that we aspire to. However, growth is a continuous process. So even if you've done some growth work, there's always areas where you can strengthen, right? Uh, early on, I like to do a swap with my clients where, you know, we find out what are your strengths? What do you know about yourself and believe to be strong? What are the weaknesses, right? What, what are you not that great at? Or what have X has told you in the past that you probably could work on? What are your opportunities of growth? If I work on these things, what's the best that will happen? And then we look at what are the threats? What's the worst that happens if I don't work on these things about me that were destructive in the past, okay? And so if we just take those opportunities and those moments to grow and strengthen those areas, it doesn't have to be overnight. It's a continuous process. But I like to think that when people come to me, they're coming to me for additional awareness and accountability. They're coming to me to say, hey, I... 
may know some of these things. I don't know how to solve for it. I don't know necessarily how to um, reach self-actualization or I don't necessarily know how to improve upon this thing. Can you help me and hold me accountable to doing it? And so that's why sometimes we need, you know, the counseling and the coaching. Um, we need that person to kind of hold that mirror up and then clock us and tell us like, hey, this is what you're doing it again. You're self-sabotaging again, or you're, you know, you're on a low vibration today. Like, let's get it together. So when it comes to the, the self component or, you know, how you are showing up when so much hurt or trauma has happened and, you know, you experience maybe rejection after rejection, you do look up and you start to say like, should I keep going or should I just tap out? And sometimes it's easier to just tap out and keep your head down in your work and allow for instant gratification from that versus the long-term gratification if you multitask and you work on relationship plus career. Because mm -hmm. at some point you're going to want both and you're going to need to know how to do both. If you look up and, you know, you mentioned like 30s, I, you know, I get that's my main like clientele right there. I get a lot of people in their 30s and now I'm starting to get later 20s because they're like, I don't want to hit this certain number without a healthy relationship. So you know, there is this societal pressure, but then pressure that we put on ourselves, family that, you know, the pressure that they put on us to be in partnership by a certain time or to start your family. And while I do think that it's extremely important that you have career, your self-worth and your um, self-esteem cannot come just from career. You, mm -hmm. you need relationship also in order to maybe reach the next level of success or in order to grow personally. What do you say to those people who are like, I'll get to it. Like I'll get us, I'll get, you know what I mean? You, I've, I know these people. I used to be this person Um, as far as like, I'll hit a certain, I don't know, goal or whatever in mm -hmm. career. And then I can start actually doing, you know, the relationship work. What do you say to those people? Do it all together. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because, um, what I do on my consultations, right? What I will um, ask you, uh, so you can even do it with me right now. Okay. Um, I, on a scale of one to 10, when it comes to level of happiness or satisfaction, uh, 10 being the highest, how happy are you with your career? I would say seven. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you with your health, your physical health? Eight. On a scale of one to 10, how happy or satisfied are you with your relationships with family? Uh, 10. On a scale of one to 10, how happy or satisfied are you with your relationship with friends? 10. On a scale of one to 10, how happy or satisfied are you with your romantic, intimate love life? Like four or five, girl. <laughs> okay. So based on what you scored, I know where someone has educated themselves or where their energy, where their financial resources, um, where favors, where time, all of the investment has been put forward because we usually become really good at or flourish in areas that majority of our energy is focused. Absolutely. So you just scored a four on your love life, which means these other areas of your life are thriving, which probably means that relationship and dating hasn't gotten that much attention. And you may be saying, but like spicy, I'm on, you know, the dating apps and I put myself out there. And what I mean by energy is uh, intelligent energy, intelligent time spent, um, making yourself just as educated in how to work that mic as in how to understand the psyche of a male. Okay. Uh -huh. You know how to work that mic because you have studied, you know, this is how I turn it on. This is how I turn it off. But if you don't know how to turn on a man's motivation and you don't know how to turn off his 
ego or maybe feed into it to motivate him to get your needs met, you don't have the tools in order to achieve your goal. And a lot of us don't have the tools. We're winging it. We're just like, well, either you vibe with me or you don't. That's like saying, well, either I get the career I want or I don't. No, if I told you would not, you would not go for that. You would not go for that. You would be like, oh no, uh, what class do I need to take? Um, what mentor do I need to get? Uh, who do I need to speak to? At what company do I need to go to? Um, who at So She Slays do I need to speak to? Like you, you yes. wouldn't settle for anything less than getting your um, prerequisites met so that you can get where you have to go. But when it comes to relationship, we just want to wish and pray on a shooting star that it happens. Well, because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's kind of what we've been told mm-hmm. or sold. I should I say we've been sold, <laughs> sold and told, um, <laughs> but that doesn't make it true or correct. And and what I mean by that is um, we have uh, just now even started to uh, embrace self-help. Right. Like right? Our parents oh my gosh. didn't go to therapy and our grandparents definitely didn't go to therapy. But now guess what? We are all getting, you know, more help. We're all focusing on self-happiness and um, mindset and growth. And so we are starting to now shift as a culture to start to try to get um, some levels of awareness and tools that we need to help ourselves get to these areas in life. But when it comes to relationship, we are told that like, it's just going to happen. It's, you know, if, if it's meant to be, it'll be, we've been sold this, you know, Disney fairy tale, but nothing in life has happened for us through fairy tale. Even if we think we are the most blessed and favored person on earth, strategy has gone behind all of it. And if you were rejected from maybe a job that you were dying for, um, that you didn't necessarily get, you may be bummed for a minute, but you would not stay broke. Mm. But when it comes to relationship, we get rejected and we're like, yeah, this just this relationship thing's not for me. I'ma just, you know, live out my 30s and 40s alone. And it's because we don't want to do the work that's necessary to get what we want. Okay. Then let me let me kind of uh I would say push back a little bit with pushback. Do we please. not know? Do we not want to do the work or do we not know how to do the work? The resources exist. We don't want to either invest in the resources. And what I mean by that is um, because we believe that we don't need them or because we feel comfortable investing in career and education, even family, your mom or your aunt or your sister, and maybe even your ex could come to you and say, oh my God, I need a thousand dollars so that I can, you know, enroll in da 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 or so that I can, you know, pay my rent or so that I can, and we will somehow by any means necessary be able to come up with that thousand dollars. But if I'm like, hey, you need to spend X amount of money in order to pour into yourself so that you can get these tools to have the love of your life. And I don't really know if like, that's where I want to put my money. I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. And I see it all the time. And so when it comes to self, we will not pour into self the way we will into other people. Mm-hmm. You will give one of your exes that I'm sure you haven't, you'll do more for him than you will do for your own self to get what you want. That is and true. It's where our priorities are. And, and we're starting to shift as a culture where we will start to um, reach out and, and, and start to, I mean, uh, I stay busy. So it's happening. <laughs> um, but 
I, uh, one of the biggest mistakes is that we become either numb and avoidant of love and relationship. And we try to convince ourselves that we don't want it or need it in mm -hmm. order to cope with our relationship status versus I'm going to do whatever I need by any means necessary to maybe fulfill this in my life because it is a true desire of my heart, but it doesn't look like me um, forcing. What it looks like is me growing. What it looks mm -hmm. like is me watering, right? It looks like me planting, watering, and pouring some love and sun in this area. And, th and that's all that it looks like. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that it, it honestly comes down to a lot of the work that you're putting in yourself and in this goal, right? It, a lot. I feel like that's been our bottom line when it comes to this, <laughs> this conversation <laughs> we just had is like the amount of work, time, effort, energy, all of that stuff that you're putting into the relationship with yourself and with a potential someone or with someone. Um, is that yes. true? Yes, and so like- for example, uh, if you understand self, you understand um, triggers. And if you have done the work and you have been professionally trained um, around uh, your own emotional management, right? I want you to become a master of self. If I become a master of self, I then can help guide my emotions so that when ignited or when something happens that maybe triggers an emotion or I feel something, I can now react in a way to get my goal or need met that doesn't sabotage my true goal or intention. And what I mean by that is I like guy, guy does something to upset me. I can either react this way, right? That could be damaging, or I can react this way to get my need met. Can I take a beat, understand what I'm feeling, and then react in a way to get that need met? Most of us cannot do that. And most of us can't even leave when the need is not getting met. So we say too long anyways. But I say this to say, if you understand self, you can regulate and then regulate his emotions or make him feel what he needs to in order to get that need met. But because we haven't done maybe some of that self-work or um, even the understanding and learning of human behavior and psychology, we may not necessarily be able to achieve that desired goal. And this works both ways. This is a two-way street as far as like men knowing themselves, women knowing themselves. I have male clients as well, both needed. This is not male or female. I teach um, masculine and feminine energy and the balance of using both when necessary in relationship in my um, curriculum. But for women, I believe us to be extremely powerful, but we give our power away for love all the time. And I believe that when you have the tools and you can operate with a fine balance of emotion and logic, you're able to steer more easily the decisions of partnership while making partner believe that it's all their decisions all along. So it kind of goes back <laughs> to an old saying. I mean, I don't know, right? Or you're just like, I think even my mom told me when I was growing up, you're just like, yeah, you just let him think that it's his idea. And, and, and so, so yes. Okay. Your, your family, <laughs> they, they hit the nail on the coffin. Um, and, and, and that's a hard concept for a lot of us, like successful modern women to wrap our heads. I'm going to tell you, that's a hard concept for me. Yeah. For, I mean, for just, sure. It's a very hard concept for me. For sure. I think that 
oftentimes we get caught up in um, one, our masculine energy, which feels a lot like being in control and what feels a lot like winning and that, you know, that competitive energy where maybe we will not um, say yes, which is a part of the the why and spicy. Maybe we won't say yes. Um, And, you know, the popular word is actually submission, but I don't believe in me being the only one that submits. I don't believe in us as women, we should only be the submissive ones. I believe that we submit to men that we respect in exchange for their love and submission back. If they do not show that they are capable of that and they cannot mirror my behavior, when I give love, if you cannot mirror that behavior, right? I chose to be soft when I could be strong and like tear you to shreds or maybe hurt you. I chose softness. If you do not give me softness back in exchange for this beautiful flower of softness that I gave you, you then cannot mirror my behavior and this is unhealthy and I refuse for this to be a one-sided relationship. But first you got to test it. And a lot of times we will just, you know, beat our chest and try to match his masculine energy with our masculine energy. Cause I run my own business. I'm used to being powerful. Like who do you think you are to tell me, but that's not how I get what I want. Especially when I'm, I'm married to an alpha and I am an alpha woman. I have had to learn how to say a lot of yes in order to get my way. <laughs> Which is interesting. Oh my gosh. Spicy. I feel like you and I could like have five probably get like hours and hours. <laughs> I was like, I feel like we could have 5 million conversations. Cause I would love to get your take on the alpha and alpha relationship because I've girl I can go on about all the things that I've heard <laughs> and all the things that I have seen uh, <laughs> but we're gonna have to save that topic yeah, we're gonna I do swear. a whole nother because I'm like I can talk about that for hours okay? I was like I feel like that can go on for a while um but okay so I feel like with today's subject we've definitely covered a bombshell worth of things I know <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> y'all didn't know but like offline we were like so do we want to talk about this or so do we want to talk about that um and we just kind of figured it out as we went uh but I love it because that is the most um I feel like I get the most information that way yeah. you know yeah uh because these are a lot of questions that I feel like a lot of us have um, yeah. I'm definitely not the only one. I just so happen to be the one getting to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a, where can the people... There's a method to the madness. <laughs> There's a method to the madness. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can always go to the spicylife.com. Um, you can play with my Twitter or stroke my IG at spicy Mari, S-P-I-C-Y-M-A-R-I. Uh, you guys schedule a free consultation. Uh, share with me your relationship goals and allow me to see if we would be a good fit to work together. Um, I want to help everybody have a different, um, you know, 2023 and not make, you know, make sure that it doesn't look like 2022. I would like everybody to achieve their relationship goals. And so it is possible, but you got to do some of the work. You have to do the work. You got to show up. So important. Okay. So um slay nation i highly recommend you go and follow spicy she has an awesome podcast too as well did you tease that i didn't hear yes Uh, go to the spicy life podcast yes get some free information um i each week have a different um guest come on be it somebody who's in a great phenomenal relationship or somebody who's maybe healing from one um or other experts that come on to give additional advice so it's not just me running my mouth all the time But uh, yes, please go to thespicylife.com or because uh, uh, my podcast is on there or you can go to YouTube as well and you can watch the videos as well. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate your time and all that information you just shared with us. I feel like we're going to have to take some time to digest that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. I know. Well, Slay Nation, until next time, thanks for listening.